0: Okay. Bruchim habayim, in the name of Hashem. Berachnuchem Welcome to Wednesday night shiur. Parshas Vayichii. Shabbos Khazak, mm. the eve of Yudalid, the eve of Yudalid Tevis. Today was a birthday Whoops Straighten that out Okay Today was a birthday of a uh, dear friend Actually a uh, doctor Shmuel Yehuda Eliyahu i like to wish him Arich sham and Lange Gezun Tefeil Achiyar should have a, mm. a very easy time with his patients. Mm-hmm. Also tonight is the Shlesham of Rivka Basyakov. A woman from Frankfurt, Germany, which I would, if if it would merit as such, I would speak in Hebrew to talk about her, because I believe that uh, that would probably be an easier language for her son. it would not work on the uh, on the site, etc., so therefore it would be a little more difficult to do so. A woman that was very concerned with the welfare of her children, very concerned the safety of her children, even as big as her son may have been. She always wanted to make sure he didn't go alone, he didn't go anywhere himself. Always worried about him. And although the son tries, which very, very hard, to get the shul to say Kaddish now three times a day, But uh, Hanan asked if I could help him out with it as well. She raised a family in a pretty straight situation, actually. Germany, wherever else she was in, and the countries they were she was in and the merit of her neshama on the 30th day which rises up to another level ok, we have to add you that doesn't work that way we can't have you add yourself we have to add you one second and should stand for our stead and stead, his dead, and Hanan should see much nachas from everyone that he has in the family due to inclement weather here in New York the uh, majority of the shir will be on Skype probably because traveling is pretty, pretty nasty out there For Dr. Shmuel Yehuda the custom is to say by the end of Shemayin Esri in the Le'Kain Itzar, the end of the Tevila Se'i <coughs> that are found in Tanakh Te'ir Nevi'im Maksuvim that begin and end with the letter of your name what more beautiful names? Shmuel. Shimu Kale. Do you know the story how he got the name Chana? What paper? It's downstairs by the printer. Well, oh, I don't know if I printed them all.
1: No.
0: I don't remember. I think I got distracted in the middle. I don't know if I print, finished printing. I I'll,
1: do
0: I'll do it 10 o'clock. You can do it. No, no,
1: no. I'll have it
0: I, I have can do it in English.
1: Copy, copy, so so check
0: be... what's printed on this. The name Shmuel. The pasuk is Sholim Rav, se'rasecha Much peace to those who love the Torah. They should not come to any kind of stumbling blocks. And the name Yehuda, as you know from this week's parsha. The brockers that were given one paper. Only printed one? The introduction and one, Oh it's just two-way two way printed. It takes three minutes, I can print it while we're doing it. No, 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 no it's fine. I I
1: got, you don't have to don't uh do, don't. Do
0: Join us, Again. Yehuda. The Hashem etzila nafshi The Almighty saved my knife, my life, from speaking false. tighten the handle there. Another Yahu, another beautiful pasuk. Asher maskil Adal, so, to you, a dear friend, Shmuel Yehud on your birthday, I'd like to wish you a Yom Langig and all the brachas that we have in this week's parasha, beginning from the brachas of Yaakov to Menashe and Ephraim, and culminating with the brachas of Yaakov to the rest of his children, all of his children. She'd come into fruition in your lifetime. Nachas your children, from a couple, married off recently a couple, and she'd see from them Nachas Mirchem. And Betaych Lal Yisrael amongst all of us together. This week's Pashas as we said, is first of all Pasha's Chazak. Chazak being the last Pasha of a Chumish, of the five books of Bresh's Shmeiz. By Yikrab and Devarim, each Chumash has a first and a last parsha to it, besides the middle parshias, the portions of the Teda. And we know not Tchilasan Bisefam. Bseifam Bitchilasan. The last Parsha finishes off of Vayemas Yosef. Yosef. Let's get the exact Posuk. Vayemas Yosef v'mea v'aseshonim v'yachantu v'yachantu v'yisem v'orim v'mitzrayim. First of all, let us examine Vayemas Yosef again. The tale is telling us Yosef passed away, when only several psukim before. I am going to die, and he's speaking prior about the passing of Yosef. But again, the Torah tells us that Yosef, at the age of one hundred and ten years, dies why is it relevant for us why is it relevant to teach us what is the Torah teaching us by telling us Yosef passed away at a hundred times we know that when Yosef comes down to Mitzrayim he goes through many trials and tribulations Yosef is put through different tests Sold here, sold there, in, in prison, etc. Finally, after translating the dreams of Parai, Yosef rises to power, he's the Viceroy. Parai had a little issue with that. Listen, he says, I know you're a nice Jewish boy. I appreciate that. <coughs> One little thing I want from you. This Yosef name, it doesn't sit. It doesn't fit in Egypt. Yosef. I'm giving you a nice Egyptian name. Tsofnas Paneach. Beautiful. It has a ring to it. It sounds like something you'd serve in a Japanese restaurant. Tsofnas Paneach. With some fried rice. With fried rice. And immediately the Torah tells us, Yosef walks out of the palace, and Yosef goes out to rule Egypt. Doesn't say Tzafnas Paneach ever again. Mm. He doesn't use the name. He's not. He doesn't refer to the name. He doesn't. Cons- he doesn't concern himself with the name whatsoever.
1: He calls him once that, right, Paro.
0: Pharaoh Parikh calls him that, but he never refers to. it. He never uses it.
1: Uh huh. What people in Israel
0: um, try and call them, or call him Yosef? So the people called him Yosef. The people all uh, anyway, everybody had to have a bliss so <coughs> People called him Yosef. The Torah tells us, therefore, a lesson. Vayomos Yosef ben Yosef, not pa nayach Not anyone with an Egyptian name, Egyptian twist, but Yosef. He came as Yosef, he was born as Yosef, and died Yosef. That same Yosef, that same tzaddik, remained steadfast, and that's who died in Mitzrayim. And this is ultimately the word Bereshus, is an acronym, Bereshatevis, of Berah Shame, Yisrael Tikra. Berah Bez Reish Adel, Lachayim Beracha. Didn't bring any fresco tonight, sorry. You don't even have? <laughs> Vira, creation. Shame, Yisrael Tikra. Remember to always call yourself by your Hebrew name. And this is how the beginning and the end of Chumash Beresh's jive, blind, blend together. They blend together in that the name of a Jewish person has to always remain steadfast. I have actually this week, Mietzah HaShem Friday night, so I can look forward to my final Shabbos rest. <laughs> I have a group of Argentinian college students. Not many. 60, 70. That are coming to Fabring. Now, there was two reasons that this is I, I was merited with this blessing. One reason is because we brought Hashem were blessed with the space for that in the house. And secondly, because they needed somebody that speaks Spanish. So, between the two of them, we'll manage. And um, generally, when these groups come, and they come four or five weeks in a row... The gist of what I tried to dry, drill with them, these are all college students, they know very, very little, is the Jewish name. And since they always come at this time of the year, so the theme always comes up again and again about keeping their Jewish name and the Jewish identity.
1: So what is it called?
0: Bereshit? Bereshit is, Beresh, is Betresh Aleph, which means bro, creation.
1: Okay.
0: Shem Yisrael Tikra. Call yourself a Hebrew name. You know, interestingly, (laughs) the Tsar, the Tsar in Russia was never called by his name. Heaven forbid to call him by his name. Mm -hmm. He called him the Tsar, and he was feared and hated by almost everyone. One day the driver of the Tsar came and picked him up. And as they're backing out the car, they ran over the dog of the neighbor. <laughs> they killed the neighbor's dog. They killed the neighbor's dog. So the czar saw it. He told his driver, you better go tell the neighbor. <laughs> All right. The driver goes out. He goes to tell the neighbor. He comes back five minutes later with a fine, beautiful bottle of wine and a box of bonbons, Chocolates the czar says what happened he says is now i don't know i knocked on the door and i told them i'm the czar's driver and the dog is dead so they said good let's celebrate and they gave me the wine and the that banban
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know how ruined it is.
1: let's celebrate part
0: Listen, they decided to celebrate because the czar was. Yes, anyway. But remaining Jewish and keeping the Jewish identity is an extremely, extremely important, integral part of our lives. They tell a story of a neo Nazi. Walked into a bar, full bar, saw a bunch of peasants sitting around drinking, and there was one Jew sitting on the side. He decided he's gonna poke at the Jew and he says, Bartender, everyone here give a shot of the finest liquor you have, I'm paying, but don't give the Jew. Everybody's excited, they get their cup, and they all say, L'chaim. They all toast him. And the Jew is sitting there in the corner and he's smiling. The neo-Nazi is furious. He's smiling. So he orders another round for everyone. But don't give the Jew. And again, the expensive liquor is poured. Everyone drinks up and the Jew is smiling even happier. And finally after the third time and the Jew is so exultant and happy and the Nazi turns to the bartender and says, what's with that Jew? Is he off his mind? I embarrassed him, humiliate him in front of everybody like that three times and he's he's beaming with happiness? So he says, you just spent $15,000 in the bar. He says, yeah, to show him, to make fun of him. He says, yeah, but he owns the bar.
1: <laughs>
0: I like that. the end of the Parsha That's good. That's good. <laughs> tells us something very very powerful the last words of the Chumash Beresh Vayisem Ba'Orin <laughs> B'mitzrayim he was placed in a casket in Egypt the Klau is a general Klau oh, yes. generalization that says
1: we say Chata, Chata, on that?
0: yes so the question is, Chazak, Chazak is such a happy, joyous thing that's called out. We should be Messiah in We should finish off with something good. What's going on here? Why would the Chumash finish off with such a morbid situation of Yosef being buried, not just being buried, but being buried in Egypt when his father Jacob went through such great lengths and sought to it and made him swear to him that he gets buried only in Canaan? in the Holy Land. So this is, it's not, this is so just the opposite of praise. I think that, I mean, since Perashitah, you created somebody, and you end the book, we are burying somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but burial is one thing. Burial is no problem, because the fact of the matter is, Adam is Sodom, of you come, we start, we have to go back to eventually. But not to be buried in the Holy Land, this is terrible. It's brought down in the Parsha that the reason that Yosef was buried in Mitzrayim and not in so holy, holy. Yaakov said to Yosef, You need to protect them you have to, said Yaakov, to Yosef. It is your obligation to pull them along, to show them kindness, to be with them the entire time in exile, to go with them and to pull them through the desert. So we find, therefore, that the burial of Yosef in gave the Jews... it gave them strength to go through the entire exile by knowing that Yisav HaTzadik was there with them he was suffering the Golas with them this gave them the power to cope and to live and to continue throughout the exile and to remain attached to the Almighty Therefore we can perhaps explain even though burial in Eretz is far superior there are those great leaders that are buried outside of Eretz I had an offered somebody this week actually to take them to go visit the Ohel and uh, they haven't taken me up yet. But the week is not over. And what is the idea of being buried here in Khuslaretz? These saddikim said, I want to stay with my, ship, my flock. I am not leaving them behind. I want to remind them and to awaken them for servant, to awake, to, with the strength to serve the Almighty. And that's why Saif Eberatius finishes with the Pasukh That's the glory of Yosef. And we call out, Chazak, Chazak, Viniz Chazaik. Because the strength that we get from our leaders, from our shepherds, the while we are in the Golos, we get this strength as long as they are with us here. Their burial places are with us here until Yahweh Ge'el b'meida Yemenu the Almighty should send us Mashiach and we'll be able to go with them to return to Israel. Right. What gives a Jew strength through golos Not long ago the Jews went through the horrific experience of the Holocaust. The horrific experience of the Holocaust where many, many different... many different experiences that Jews went through to keep them going and to keep their strength and to keep their belief in God. I heard today a story, my wife is reading a book of Michl. The Michal was blessed Like to bless all Jewish families the same with twenty four children. He had twenty four children. Those who just fell off their chairs. I'll explain it also. In his particular case he had twenty four of his own children. But he always found money for others. He always found money to help other people. What he would do is he would tell people go to the bakery and I will take care of the bill. He would give them a piece of paper saying that whatever the bread this person takes let me know And I'm taking care of it. And the people would go to the bakery (coughs) and they would get their bread. And many, many years went by, and the baker was on his deathbed.
1: I don't know how that just happened.
0: The baker was on his deathbed and he called for a michel and he told a michel I have to confess something to you. I have a major problem that I have to confess to you. You were very generous to all these people. You gave them what they asked for. I was not honest with you at all times. I overcharged you. I overcharged you many times, and I, of course, regret it. I'm asking you forgiveness. Then, a few weeks later, the wine merchant, who also had all these setlach from Reb Michal, also called Reb Michal, and said, unfortunately, his child is very not well, his his daughter was giving birth, and there was a big problem and he's concerned he's worried that it's because he too didn't deal didn't deal honestly with Remichel and also overcharged him Remichel forgave him and the child was born Ramichal had one friend, one true friend, his name was Zimmel. And Zimmel did not like Ramichal's behavior. He did not like how he throw around money and give it to anyone and just give the baker and give the. And now every time he heard these stories, he got ammunition. He said, You see, Michel, I told you. one day Michal was pacing pacing back and forth Zimul said to him Michal Michal said I hit rock bottom 24 children Kurnahara. it's not easy to support and all the poor people and everything I, I have nothing anymore I don't have any money I don't know what to do Zimmel put his hand on Michal's shoulder and said to him, Michal, do you remember the times every time I saw you, I met you, I'd say, Michal, give me a 10 ruble, give me a 20 ruble, give me a 50 rubles, give me 20, 50, 10 whatever it was. Do <coughs> you remember all those times I would take that money from you? Michal says, no. What's 10 rubles, 20 rubles? I used to give out hundreds of rubles. I'm going to keep track of your 10 and 20 and 50 rubles I gave you. So I'll tell you the truth, Michal. I never needed any of that money. Whenever I saw you were rolling around with money, I would ask you for money. And I took that money and I squirreled it away. I saved every penny that you gave me. And now, Michal, I will show you how generous you were. He presented Michal with a bag of 28,000 ruble. <coughs> this, Michal, over the years of our friendship, I would take from you 10, 20, 50 at a time, and this is what I managed to amass. Now we were talking about 24 children. We see Yaakov in the beginning of the Pasha calls Yosef to tell him he's about to die. And Yosef brings his children Ephraim and Minasha. And what does Yaakov say? The two children that were born to you here in Egypt Mitsaim before I got to you I'm in Egypt. they are mine. Ephraim and Munashekiruvin Yuli. Ephraim and are just like Ruben and Shimon to me. The Balaturim is a Pewdish on the Torah. Commentary. The was very, very was written. No, one night, but the Balutrum is very, very profound. gematrius. a gematria is numerical values. The so Balutrum asked the question when Yaakov says Ephraim and Menashe he wants to say how great Ephraim and Menashe are. Why does he say like Reuben and Shimei out of all the children? The Balutrum says. Because the numerical value of Ephraim and Menashe is the same as Reuben and Shemin. so therefore they're exactly the same to him. But the Ramban asks, why the elaborate dialogue? Why does he have to go and to say Hanelodim lechaberetz Mitraim adboi lechem It would be sufficient to say. And now the two children that you have, Ephraim and Asha, are like Rav and Shimon to me. Why the whole dialogue about coming to Mitzrayim? The Rabbi says we can perhaps explain this. That Yaakov's intention to teach us with this was not just to tell Yosef. how his children are connected to him, not just to tell him how his children are connected to him, there's obviously a problem with my mic tonight, I don't know why, but rather The reason that Ephraim and Asher were so close to him. Stop it. The merit that they were born in Egypt until until Yaakov arrived in Egypt. Which technically, until Yaakov came to Egypt, what was there, spiritually? But yet, Oh, no, But yet, they were brought up and born in this country that was such a low and decadent country. And they were educated in the exact way that Yaakov would want his children to be raised. Just like any of the other grandchildren that were born in Canaan and raised in Canaan, so too were these two children. <coughs> Therefore, Yaakov said, is the reason why they are Li Yi Why Li Haim? Yaakov Dafka found, Yaakov was the only one that had what was called Mitosa yishlema. All his children were righteous. And through this, also Mitzrayim, his grandchildren were able to live the way of Yaakov. This completed Yaakov's family, this completed Yaakov's existence. That not only his children, but his grandchildren went in his ways. The story has it of a Carlina. One of the Carlina and daughters married a man. The, the daughter passed away young. And the brother was very adamant that he remarry. And he recommended a shidduch for him, with a certain other Rebbe's daughter. And he traveled there, and he came to the fellow, and he told the other Rebbe, I'd like to marry your daughter. (coughs) My brother-in-law sent me this letter, told me that he recommends your daughter as a shidduch. And the Rebbe told him, no, I will not accept you as a son-in-law. He says, why, I have a beautiful family. I have five sons already. I'll make another family with your daughter. He said, no, that's not the issue. He says, let me think about it. Oh, excuse me. He says, why won't you accept me as a son-in-law? He says, because I know that my daughter... According to Kabbalah, is supposed to have five children, and you, I know, according to Kabbalah, is only blessed with three more children. Which would mean that after your third child with my my daughter, Echmanal Etzlan, you will pass away, and then she'll have to remarry to have the other two children. I don't want it to go through that. So he told him, let me think about this. And he came through the next day, and he told him, do not worry. Just like Yaakov said that his grandchildren are like his children, your daughter and myself will be blessed with three sons, and we will have two grandchildren will be just like our sons. And this is exactly what happened. So when we tell you twenty-four children, for those that are traumatized with that blessing, accept it and say Amen anyway, and God should bless you with it. And with each blood, each child. Saw a beautiful clip that they had this week of the Rebbe. They took a bunch of different clips of the Rebbe blessing people for children and telling them that with Mm -hmm. each child comes a bracha, Mm -hmm. with each child comes panasa, with each child comes whatever you need for them. It's a beautiful Jewish child, and therefore the the child, you will be able to supply the child, provide the child with beautiful clothing, etc., etc., and make Kenya and may it be for each and every one of us. Amen. And so if it's 24 children in the form of actual children or grandchildren, may it be speedily by each and every one of us. And that's what we see towards the end of the Pasha. Where it says, Gam <laughs> mochir Yaldo Abirke Yasef. Also, the children of Makhir, who was Yasef's grandchildren, grandson, were born on the Birke Yasef, which means Yasef was Sandik for them. Someone to ask that according to Halakha according to custom, a person is only sandic once in a family. And that's derived, unless it's the father. Mm. And that is derived from what it says, no, that is derived from what it says, That the Kitaris, the incense that was brought in the Besar Mingdash, could only be brought by a Korean once. The only one that was able to bring it more than once was the Karyan Godal, the high priest. So therefore on that basis it says that a special, a holy person can bring, can be Sandik more than once by a family. The mitzvah actually for Sandak is on the father. But if the father has somebody that he feels is fit to be Sandak for his child more than once, it can be as such as well. The... But what does it mean when it says that the Bnei Machir also were born on Yasif's lap? That's on the lap. On Yaakov's lap? No, on Yosef's lap. Don't mix me up. I'm not
1: cold.
0: The Chedush Arim, the Ger Reb, the Ger Rebbe. What
1: happened here? You wanted to add? You
0: call me stupid now? The Chedush Arim had a custom to give Chanukah guilt every Hanukkah to his children.
1: Huh?
0: Good girl. Each child, each grandchild would come into him and he would give them. Khadush Arim had a son that Nabuch didn't live very long. And the grandson ultimately became the next rabbi, the Svasamis. Hmm. When the brother. <sighs> came in to the Khadushaim for Shemin Chayim. came in. The told him to call back again his other brother, his older brother. And he stayed to hear what's going to happen. And the Khadusharim said, What do you want for Khanaki Yelt? He says, What's money to me? Money has no value. This is already, he became ultimately the Hedikus Fasemis. In that case, I know something you don't have that you would want. I don't know why you can't see me. I know what it is that you want, that you need. You need a son. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got this text. No, Menashe and Ephraim are not Egyptian names.
1: Oh, won't you get me?
0: You need a son. That's it. And therefore. I
1: put it past you then.
0: I'm going to bless you with a son. Needless to say, they were very happy. However, there was a problem. The problem was. there was a difficulty, a problem with the pregnancy. You're serious, right? <coughs> okay. Morty, There was a problem with the pregnancy. And the doctor said that she must abort the child because it's not it's not safe. They went to the Khadusha the Khadusha Arim said, uh-uh. Who asks you to go to the doctors? Who asks you to talk to doctors? Leave the child alone. The child will be fine. It
1: was cold. pull that door, buddy. Shh.
0: Then they went. Time went on, and the woman went into labor. And the midwife that was dealing with her saw there was a very big problem. And they said that the child is is endangering the mother.
1: Oh, cold,
0: and the Chabad Harim said, "Leave it alone; he will be fine." Thank you. Oh my God!
1: And
0: again this guy yeah. gives himself again another issue another issue and he said don't worry <coughs> don't worry <coughs> and someone came in and said mazal it's a girl <laughs> and the hadusha said "Ah, uh-uh, ah, you're wrong and the person went back and checked and thought it was a boy <coughs> This child
1: <laughs> was the Ebbe in
0: nineteen forty eight. He passed away in El So we see therefore Oh excuse me, the Khadushadin was a sandik. This is his great-grandson. And this was
1: <laughs>
0: the ultimate tzchus that he had said about. It spoke about how Yisif merited to be sandik for his great-grandson. And a few weeks later, the Chidush Elim passed away. I've spoken about this before in Parashat Vayechi, a very interesting conversation in the beginning of the Pasha. Yaakov tells Yosef about a little mishap, a little hiccup in Yaakov's life that affects Yosef very strongly. mi arom, as I was coming back, Meisa <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, passed away. I had no choice to but to bury her on the wayside. Yaakov was excusing himself for Yasef as he was slightly concerned Yaakov was worried since he wanted to be buried in Eretz he was worried that if he had to rely on Yasef it would be a problem why be a problem? because he didn't bury Yasef's mother in Marissa Machpelah he was worried therefore that Yasef would turn to him and say "Eh, you found an excuse not to bury my mother there I'll find an excuse not to bury you there But the truth is only (coughs) Rachel is referred to as the Akeris Habayas. Rashi explains. Yaakov, when he tells Yosef this whole explanation as to why he buried Rachel by the wayside, Rashi says that what he meant to say, what, what really happened, <laughs> according to the according to the Almighty's dictate, I buried her there to help her children when they'll go when they'll go down to Bavel, Rachel will come out and they will cry by Rachel and they will ask Rahmim. and the Almighty ultimately answers to Rachel Imenu yesh and we spoke about this weeks ago. The passing of Rachel. Why Rachel merited to be told, yes, Sacha lefulasech. But it's only about Rachel that he writes. She was the akeres Habayis. And the medrash says the same. Rachel heitzikris abayis. The main stay of the house was Rachel we generally find that women women are exonerated from mitzvah's Asayi Shazman Grama a Mitzvah that a person has to do which is relevant which is tied into time a woman is Patr and a woman is also Patr from Talmud Tera, technically but the Rishayim explained the reason is because the women are tied down to the house, <coughs> and everything in the house relies on them, and therefore they are putter But if you ever ask your husband to wash a dish, or sweep a floor, then now everything goes on you. You have to wash. You have to keep all the mitzvahs too. Well, not really. That was a, just a plug plug for us to get, you know, women to learn Torah. So we find, therefore, the women have this tremendous power to be able to give up whatever they want to give up. They can be mevatr, it's called, based on the fact that they are the akeres habayis, So because they are the Akira Sabayis, the, the mainstay of the house, uh. therefore they can give up and they have a different connection to the spirituality of the holiness of God. What a man has to do by learning Torah, what the man has to do by doing the Mitzvah Saseish's Mangrama, all these other things, the woman accomplishes by being the Akira So according to this we understand. Why is it that Rachel Emainu was born was buried by the wayside and not Yaakov? Because Rachel carried the brand of Akeres Abayis. She was able to give up thousands of years of being buried in her tisrael, to be able to have the open revelation of spirituality in the Maris HaMakpela in order to be able to stand for her children and to help her children and to be a help for B'nai yes, Only a Jewish mother Only a Jewish mother, like Rachel Imenu, was able. The mother was able to do such a thing, and therefore it was Rachel that was chosen to be buried there. Shock! There was a holy, tzad, a holy chosid his name was Hillel Paracha. Hil Paracha was very holy in everything that he did. Hillel Paracha didn't compromise anything. Rabbinic law, or this law, anything, everything to him was, had to be 100%. He was a Rav in a town. But traveled to many different towns and was revered everywhere he went. There was a time all of a sudden the Russian government came up with an idea to torture the Jews a little bit more, and said that the Jews had to cut shave their beards and pay one of the Islam. <coughs> needless to say that Hillel was not ready to do it either but you had the people that is call them just the people won't call them wicked won't call them any titles that went to the authorities and said there is a Jew Hillel Parashe he is not doing it The authorities heard this and they came down with police to cut Abhil's beard and payas. But Abhil grabbed the side of his head and held on to his face and his beard and would not let and try as they would to even cut a hair. There was blood coming from his face the way he was pressing it's a, the description is a is an unbelievable thing. A simple tailor was walking by and saw this, and saw they were torturing the Rebbe, the Rav. He took a stick and he chased the police away. The <laughs> Hill told him, "For your this nefesh, for your abnegation, after 120 years." You will be buried next to me. (coughs) Years came, but went by when Abhil was visiting a city in Kherson. He was 69 years old at the time, he got very sick. And he died in Kherson was buried there. short while later, there was a guest house in Kherson, of course, like every other town. One of the people, one of the paupers in the guest house, died. The weather was horrific, almost like we have here in New York. And the guy in charge, the shamus that was working there, didn't want to go now to the whole committee and to find out which caver, where he should give him, what spot he should give him. (coughs) So he took the poor guy, he made a sahara in the middle of the night, he went and he took the guy, dug a grave that was there available, he saw a piece of land empty, dug a grave, put him in and that was it. The weather cleared up and they realized... This pauper was buried next to Hilparache. They started to look through the fellow's papers. They found out what city he came from. They contacted, they sent letters to the Hebre Kadisha there, or to the Asconim over the city. And they told him the name. And when they found out the person's name, they also found out this was the very tailor that Hilparache promised that he'd be buried next to him. So enough talking about burying Yasef and Yaakov and Hilparache. Enough of the burying. We should be zeche to the of The kids of Sheikh Neofar. And they should all come and dance. Rivka Bas Yaakov should be in, with everyone together. And in the school of and Yemeledes and everybody else. This Shabbos, before Shabbos, We should dance. Together to your shalai Shabbat Shalom to all.